0: On New Year's Eve, 1975, in Greenwood, Indiana, a house burns down, killing an entire family inside, four children and their parents. The only survivor is 18-year-old live-in babysitter, Sarah Cindy White. She lit the match.
1: So I lit the paper. And I sat back and it went up so fast.
0: It's one of the most shocking crimes I've ever researched.
1: And I said, My God, the house is on fire. Come help me. Help me get the kids out.
0: The only thing more shocking the story behind it. DeLong, retired FBI agent and former psychiatric nurse and host of Facing Evil on Investigation Discovery. I've seen bad things and met bad people. My job means I've sat across the table from killers more times than I care to remember and looked them in the eye. Do I see evil? Sometimes. More often, I see people, people who carry a burden few of us can imagine. Is Cindy White evil? You decide. When an entire family burns to death in a fire, a deliberately lit fire, that gets our attention. What kind of monster could do that? Because I don't believe in monsters, I start thinking, what happened to a person to make them capable of that? This is quite an old case. It happened back in 1976. At the time of the trial, the killer teenager, Cindy White, was painted as a Jezebel. Prosecutors said she was having an affair with the man of the household and killed his family to hurt him. That sounds plausible, but when I sit down with Cindy White, who has spent 40 years in prison, I have no idea how wrong that story might be. My first surprise, Cindy herself As she sits down, I'm struck by the look on her face. There's a real sadness there. Tell me about young Cindy.
1: What was your childhood like? I strived to be a daddy's girl. And when I was around eight, my father asked me to come hold a light for him while he was working on a car. And that just made me feel so special that I was going to be able to spend some time with my daddy. And so from then, he, I could feel his hand while I was holding the light, and he started to go up my shorts. And I was, you know, what are you doing? And he's like, this is how you show love, honey. Well, it just progressively got worse as time went on, and he started doing more and more.
0: What did you think of that?
1: I was clueless. Mm-hmm. To me, showing someone that you love him, it was this. He wouldn't tell me wrong. Did he ask you to keep it a secret? Yes. It was going to be between him and I because that's what daddy's little girls do.
0: When someone tells me something like this, once I get over the shock, I reserve judgment. Many a criminal has lied to me. Many claim their parents have abused or abandoned them. They blame their parents for their problems as an adult. Sometimes it's true Sometimes not. Then Cindy tells me about her mother's reaction.
1: I said, Daddy is messing with me. And she says, messing with you? How? I said, "He's, he's playing with me. She says, don't be alone with your father. How did you feel about that? I was too young. I hurt, and no one would protect me. No one. I screamed out, nobody would help
0: this rings true to me in child sex abuse cases often the other parent goes into denial or worse blames the child and back in the 70s when this was happening to cindy it wasn't just parents looking the other way the whole of society did family abuse was kept in the family Cindy doesn't cope well with the sexual abuse. she ends up in the hospital.
1: I couldn't move my left side so they run tests. they the hospital the okay. doctors okay because they couldn't believe why can't she feel her left side And honestly I really could not feel numbness yes tingling not so much tingling, but numbness. it was numbness and what they diagnosed today, it at was hysterical paralysis.
0: Hysterical paralysis is a conversion disorder, which means Cindy is converting her emotional stress into a physical symptom. I once treated a teenage girl who became mute after witnessing a very traumatic event. Her mind stopped her from speaking. It's thought to be an unconscious protection strategy for a damaged psyche. If the individual is disabled in some way, they cannot be hurt any further, almost like a bird that plays dead to stop a predator from attacking. In Cindy's case, it worked. Away from her abuser, she comes back to health.
1: I could breathe. It was like how you hold your breath underwater and then you can't hold it anymore. And then you come up and you, (gasps) yeah.
0: That's what it was like coming up for air. Exactly. And Cindy doesn't have to face her abuser either. By the time Cindy is released from the hospital, both her parents are dead. Then the 17-year-old orphan is thrown a lifeline, a job as a babysitter with the Roberson family.
1: I met them on my paper route. I used to stop by and play with the kids. Carol, the wife, she was like really encouraging me to stay there with her. Mm Mm-hmm. How
0: did you like taking care of the kids?
1: Oh, I loved those kids as if they were my own, for real. I know that's like a cliche.
0: What was life like there?
1: Oh, if I could imagine what Disneyland would be like, that would probably be it, because I was so loved.
0: It needs to be noted here, when Cindy was charged with six murders, the court was told she had the intellectual capacity of a 12-year-old. So the Roberson household would have truly felt to her like Disneyland. And when the father starts paying her extra attention, she sees it in the best possible light.
1: He started uh, flirting with me and I was like, oh wow, yeah.
0: How did you know it was flirting?
1: Well, because he's like, don't tell, don't tell. What did you think of that? Oh, I was giddy. I was so giddy. I was like, you mean big me? Here's a man, he likes what he sees.
0: Cindy may have a child's intellect, but her 17-year-old body and sex drive is normal. At this age, Male attention can be welcome. And for the sexual predator, it's the perfect time to strike.
1: He would set up his projector or what have you and would sit there and make me sit there and watch these porns with him. What did you think of that? It was sickening. I was embarrassed, number one. And number two, he was satisfying himself while we were watching, and he made me watch him. Wow. He would start telling me to take off clothes and pose me. And people would come in, and they would just- People would come in? Yeah, a couple of men. I didn't know who they were or anything like that, but they were there, and they would, like, get off while they were doing things, especially when I was having sex with an animal. Charlie made you have sex with an
0: animal? A dog. Cindy has escaped sexual abuse from her own father, only to fall into the hands of someone even sicker. I've seen and heard a lot in my long career, but this is one of the most appalling cases. It has all the hallmarks of a sex ring where Cindy becomes a plaything to be shared, photographed, and abused. But when she turns to Mrs. Roberson for help, she's in for another shock.
1: So I'm under the impression that Carol, the wife, knows nothing about this. So we're sitting there on the couch, and she comes home early from work. And she walks in, and she says, what have I missed? And what? Yeah.
0: So she was a willing participant, not a jealous wife. Right. And you were the victim. Yeah. You were, essentially, a sex slave.
1: I was an unwilling participant.
0: Of course the investigator in me says this could be fiction. All potential witnesses are dead. Cindy killed them. But as we've seen with notorious couples like Fred and Rose West in Britain, husband and wife predators do exist. The Wests? offered jobs to young women, then abused and murdered them. They got away with it for 20
1: years. I packed my stuff and I was ready to go. And he literally forced me into a bedroom and locked the door. So I- He locked you in a room? Yes. Did you try to escape after that? Yeah. Yeah. And what happened? He went out to the garage and he got one of the kittens and he came in, and he said, you keep messing with me and this is what's gonna happen. And he pulled the head of the kitten off.
0: Cindy has nowhere to turn. Then she hears news of an accident, which in a very strange way could be her ticket out.
1: My grandmother had a house fire. Everybody got out okay. No one got hurt or anything, but the fire, made the house unlivable. And I was like that a light bulb came onto my my head. If I can start a, a fire to where it will smoke up the house and make it unlivable, you know? Your problems would be solved. Exactly. And I could go away and forget all about it.
0: This is not unusual thinking for a young teen. There are no unforeseen consequences for teenagers because they don't see them. That's just how the teenage brain works. It's still developing. They might have the body of an adult, but their mind is still catching up. Cindy saw a way out and she took it on New Year's Eve.
1: So I lit the paper and I sat back and it went up so, fast. I ran to their bedroom and they were so awake and I said, my God, the house is on fire. Come help me. Help me get the kids out. First I went to the phone and I tried to call the fire department and the heat was just so intense. And so I threw the phone. I went back there. Carol's in the back bedroom. She says, get on the top bunk, open that window and I'll hand you the kids. Go." I got up there to go open the window. Next thing I remember is I'm laying on the ground. I'm totally confused. I don't know what's happening. I'm like, oh my god, this is a nightmare. I heard the people, and I heard sirens, and I jumped up. And I kept trying to get back in that house. I kept trying and trying and trying. And the more I tried, the worse it got. But I stood there watching them burn.
0: Cindy says she doesn't recall how she got outside. Prosecutors claim she jumped, leaving the children and the rest of the family to burn inside. Whether Cindy jumped or fell is less the issue for me. What I am sure of is that she did not set out to kill anyone, not even her abusers. I don't think Cindy was capable of thinking that way. Most killers make a cool calculation or react in the heat of the moment. Cindy did neither. The fire was simply to render the house unusable and give Cindy a chance to escape. The prosecution had an arson expert at your trial say that you used an accelerant. The defense had an arson expert that said you did not.
1: What is the truth? The truth is, I did not. There was no accelerant used at all. It just went up so, so fast. Do you
0: recall what you thought and what you felt when you were told
1: they're all dead? I, I lost it. I truly, truly lost it. They came and gave me a shot.
0: There will be more torment. The fire did not destroy everything. In the ashes were love letters from Cindy and pornographic photographs.
1: I threw down the, some of the pictures, and I was just mortified. They deduced
0: that there was a relationship between yes. you and
1: Charlie. Yeah, you know, they took that to believe that I wanted to off the family so him and I could run off together. I said, you've got it all wrong. The photos
0: are Cindy's big chance to expose the Roberson's shameful secret. But she says nothing. So rather than standing as proof of the abuse, the photos become motive for murder. Why on earth didn't Cindy speak up? She had nothing more to fear. Her abusers were dead, yet she remained silent through her trial and conviction. The answer is probably because that's how Cindy dealt with things, just as she did when she had the conversion disorder and became paralyzed. Under extreme stress, Cindy simply shuts down. It will be another 10 years before she finally tells the truth. The first 10 years you were here, no one knew what you shared with me. No one. Why are you able to
1: talk about it now? I knew that if I was going to heal any part of me, that I needed to come true, and also to save somebody else.
0: Did you kill the Roberson family? Yes. Was that your intention?
1: No. Not at all. I would give anything to bring them back. I would give my life over and over. No one was supposed to have died that night. No one. The fire got out of hand. but I did know one thing, and that is I never intended to hurt anybody. Not a single soul. Not a single
0: soul. Four innocent children died that night in 1975. I think Cindy was the fifth. Her trust, her mind, and her body were abused throughout her childhood. When she finally made it all stop, Cindy just traded one pain for another, a life behind bars with no prospect of parole. Her only chance of release is clemency. I hope one day she gets it. Cindy White has suffered enough. I want you to imagine that I'm the four
1: Roberson children. I am so sorry. I did not protect you. (laughs) And I ask for your forgiveness.
0: It's up to all of us to protect our children. If you ever suspect child abuse, please tell someone in a position of authority. on Facing Evil.
1: She shut the door and she reached up to fasten the seat belt.
0: Contract killing with a difference.
1: I shot through the window glass. Two shots and then the other four till the gun stopped firing.
0: A strange story of corruption, sex, and murder. That's next on Facing Evil. If you're interested in exploring more crime, look out for ID's new podcast coming soon. Here's a sneak peek.
1: So you like crime stories, especially weird crime. Well, we have the show for you. Investigation Discovery is what the crime podcast covers, not just the crimes, but the bigger and often weirder picture. Just in a a week's
0: time, we have enough crazy crime stories to, uh, to match anybody anywhere else.
1: Yeah. Our first stop, Florida, where weird crime is an everyday thing.
0: Florida is a great place to let your freak flag fly. I think of Florida man. I when I think of a Florida man, I think of someone
1: that uh, that doesn't that, that doesn't care that, that that's not concerned about society's opinion of them because they can't be. What about the shape of Florida? It's got a weird shape, right? <laughs> it's like a very unique. It uh, what? You're not
0: gonna uh, say what it looks like? Pendulous. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh.
1: Starting November 19th, go to iTunes to listen to and download the new What the Crime podcast from Investigation Discovery.